Connor Happer. I'm probably smarter than I than I portray at times. Mike Schaefer. I am really dumb. This is Happer and Schaefer. Schaefer has just told me that he likes this song. Do you know I, who, who sings it? Not a chance. Nope. I don't even think if I told you, you would know. You sung like a half-second snippet of Cult of Personality, and I I named the TV show, and I didn't. I got it slightly Not wrong. Not in Living Color. But, just Living Color. Uh, but then you turn around with this, and I have no idea. This is Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, see, this is why I have no idea. Yep. Didn't even know who that was. Yep. Or is. He is. Is he a thing still? Um, I mean, yeah, he's he's in the lexicon. Okay. He he didn't have like a real he's moment. He's part of the littles. He didn't have a real he is part of the littles. He didn't have a moment like Olivia Rodrigo did, but mm. you know. What was her moment? Her she she had, What was it? Okay, so well, she did the driver's license song. She went to the DMV. She did the driver's the license DMV. song and that got really big. And then she did an album. Okay. And released her whole album. And the whole album is fantastic. And she's a TikTok person? No, no, no. no okay. No. And she she got her start by Now this is going to sound bad. She got her start by starring in the high school musical The Musical thing. I I'm not even 100% sure. She Why is that bad? She played so you remember High School Musical, right? I do. I never watched it, this but was I know a, it existed. High School Musical was a long time ago. Yeah, like 2005. It was a movie on yeah. Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. And then apparently they did a remake that was a musical, but I already thought it was a musical. So I, I'm confused about really that entire thing. And she ended up dating one of the guys from the show. I, people need to correct me if I'm wrong on this. You're very deep in this, by the way. I've learned a lot, yes. So she started dating one of the people from the show, and... Then they broke up, and she did an album, and it's she did an Adele. Yep, mm-hmm. the whole thing. The whole thing is about that situation. That's, that's interesting. Yep. All right. Teen angst, but so you know, feelings, what, things like that. What I'm what I'm sort of asking, like in this 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 climb, what is so far the apex moment of her fame? Like, has she been on SNL? Is yes. That, is that like? Would uh-huh. you say that's? Probably- I actually think she hosts. Did maybe okay. she was definitely at least the musical guest. All right, she may have hosted. Okay, they did. They they had an SNL skit about that driver's license song, even though she wasn't on the show. Okay, it was like this bit where they were like in a bar and somebody turned on the jukebox and was like, "I kind of like this." And then, but by the end of it, they're all singing it and crying. Going to the DMV. Yeah, it was a halfway decent bit. Did we watch the Saturday Night Live over the weekend with? Uh, I did not. Kieran Culkin. I did not. Um, I didn't either. It was a, probably a mistake. I don't know if it was or not. We haven't even talked about Secession from over the weekend because there was just so much else to get into, as well. Are we supposed to talk about Succession on this show? Well, I just meant in general. Oh yeah. We didn't even. It, that seems kind of amazing to me. What'd you think? It was, uh, I have to, it didn't feel like, it, wasn't it felt much. like a filler episode. It, it did. It, there wasn't much going on. It didn't, um, didn't advance a lot. Mm-mm. A lot of Tom and Shiv. Yep. 
which is sometimes good. Sometimes I'm just like ready to move forward. It's not really it. going anywhere. Yeah. A lot of what's Greg going to do? A lot of what's Greg's going to do. A lot of setting up Kendall. Yeah. You know, well, that's that's the other like that. large portion of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a great a great Connor moment. A great Connor moment. Yeah, he he's the guy that comes off the bench that's the ninth man that chucks a couple shots and nails them and mm-hmm. is a crowd favorite. Yep. But is not ever moving out of ninth in a- a rotation. Absolutely not. Yeah. He doesn't deserve to. Yeah. Well, he's, he has a candidate seat for presidents on the li- president on the line. So <laughs> Well, you could have a wine show. There was a great line. All right, just one second. There, when um, <laughs> there, I think it's very at the very beginning of the episode, and like Kendall's with Greg, and he's like, um, he asked him if he was sturdy, and Greg said that he was a sturdy birdie. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, sturdy. I'm a sturdy birdie. I don't know what to do with Greg <laughs> because people love him and I hate him." And then he shows up to, like, Logan tries to confront him, and he's like, grab a drink. And he's got this really nice, expensive, you know, rum or whatever in a decanter. And he's like, can we get Greg a Coca-Cola? He's like, rum and Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Then he chugs it. (laughs) He's he's just the guy. guy, Yeah, he's the guy who doesn't belong there. Right. Which is the funny part of Greg. But I guess Schaefer hates Greg. I'm out on Greg. Wow, Greg the Egg. Um, Zach says that Olivia Rodrigo is on a sitcom called Bizarre Vark. I don't know about that one. Got nothing there. <laughs> Don says I'm here for people now texting in wrong answers that will cause other to drop so much content into the cor- in- to correct the errors. That's that's usually what happens. So someone sends a text in. I'm like, really? Is that true? And then people and, just bombard with no. That's correct. Oh, okay. Yep, that's usually how it goes. Anyway, uh, Scott Frost is going to be talking here in like 15 minutes. It's weird. They're doing the they're doing a post practice like kind of informal style today. But there's a lot of big questions, and they're not about like how was practice today. Sure. Though they might be about who coached today. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that is Which definitely is, a part is of it. One of the things we didn't really get into with either of Sam or Brunts. We didn't get any football with Brunts because he had to go. Um, but I am I am interested as to what the staff looks like, how it's filled out. I mean, I think Frank Verducci is going to be coaching the offensive line. It seems that uh, Steve Cooper would be involved with the quarterbacks. We get Ron Brown involved. That seems like that could be a thing. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know. Since he doesn't have to go off the road and recruit, there's less of a. Um, there's certain things you have to do in order to be a coach. Yeah. Um, so it seems like you could get up to speed relatively quickly with that. I have seen numerous suggestions of him being brought back as a full time running backs coach. And while I have great respect for his career at Nebraska, that seems like a non-starter. It's and times for it's just time for a new voice. Should be regarded as a non-starter, and and I like Ron a lot, and he is he's great in this state um, with the the various things that he's involved with. But as far as recruiting goes, there's also a reason why the running back room has not been replenished post Rex Burkhead and Amir Abdullah, and you know. You can sort of leave it at that. Yeah. Well, that's definitely one of the things they need to find. Yeah, no doubt about it. 
I mean, they kind of a cycle of. I, I I'm interested because I know a lot of the conversation surrounded like the timing of this over the last couple of days, which which I don't necessarily think is a huge deal. Um, only in that it was surprising, I suppose, when it happened. But then people always like to go back to recruiting. Like, what does it mean for recruiting? And that's just totally, I mean, that was totally backseat on this one. Not only because of the timing of it, um, but think about the class that Nebraska is yeah, assembling it's just right not now. A- it's, a, it's a small, um, I don't want to say unimportant, but, you know, Four players lost their position, coach, when four guys got fired. Right. Like, that's a pretty unique set of circumstances. It's not like this was the class that was going to bring you, like, this was going to be your your paramount, you know, cornerstone class at Nebraska. And that doesn't make it, like, acceptable to have no. a bad class or whatever. But they, they, they've said they're going to be heavy on the transfer portal. Also, the second thing is... I can't even really think about recruiting and what the future of Nebraska football looks like right now beyond 2022. This is a one-year yep. – it's, it's a one-year look-in. One year and two games at this point. Well, you, you are officially on the clock. So if we're talking about signing recruits for 2022, probably aren't going to be on the field next year. Yep. Like, it just doesn't seem all that consequential to me. It's it's not and yet it's also really huge because you've got to go get guys that are going to help you in the 23 club because the worst thing that you can do is make it completely about 2022 have success and then you're stuck in this cycle Look of where and say what well, we got to go in the transfer portal and get 12 guys like they can't do that yeah so you you have to be able to blend but their freshman class is already so big sure and you have to be able to blend what is already here with what you can develop better, with what you can go get in the transfer portal, with long-term, like 2023, they have some connections to some guys that, that could be a class that's a bounce back from where they're at, right? Well, you hope it's a bounce back. It, it already starting to feel that way, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you're you're talking like just locally, if you can get guys like Malachi Coleman and Maverick Noonan. You already have Gunnar Gatula. Uh, involved you already have Gatula and you have Bramer you have several guys in Iowa you have several guys in Chicago you have um Akana in Utah you have several guys in Hawaii like there's there's connections there's in Georgia I mean there's there's connections for 2023 that you really want to be able to to play in on so you you know of course it's going to be the focus of who can you help bring in right away for 2022 but if this works, like part of the the, the plan no, right. can't just be here's how we're going to win in 2022. It needs to be here's how we're going to win in 2022 and build a sustainable program. You're right, but they also have to win in 2022. Absolutely, and that's <laughs> why it's not something that you can just go bet money on that it's going to work because there's a lot of facets to the whole. thing. Corey Lincoln says back seat. If recruiting isn't front seat, then why fire those guys, the offensive assistants now? You greatly diminish your chances of beating your two biggest conference rivals. There will be players that have checked out as a result of these firings. Yeah, I I think that's more about just restructuring the offense. I don't know. It, sure, but you can do that after the season. I think it's 100% about getting guys in quickly because you need to hit the transfer portal as quickly as I, possible. I feel like it's more – I don't know – to me, it felt like it was more about trying to hit the reset button for just hit the reset button now rather than delay it three weeks 
let everybody kind of flail. Yeah, but what are you resetting for? W- wonder about whether they're going to get fired, you know, and do that whole dance around sure. and, and maybe try and make up some excuse that or find them another job somewhere. Like, you know, like we said yesterday, we we always do that. feels like we just don't have to. Um, I, it, 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 whether I think you're resetting specifically when they did for player procurement that includes the 2022 class and includes the the transfer really the transfer portal but how much are they adding in the 2022 class well you're gonna point? add a couple more people but the the transfer portal is huge because there's there's if you can hire someone in the short term like it and and maybe it doesn't work out this way but if you can announce and hire someone that can actively then be you here, could go yeah it's not just the guys that you have to go get out of the portal you want these people to sort of see this roster Maybe develop some quick relationships. Oh, I totally there. agree from that perspective. So I, I think it's all about procurement of talent. However, you want to divide that, whether it's prep players or portal guys or roster on your own roster. Yeah, the way it's been pitched to me though is like you're firing the guys for, for recruiting. Like, and that to a degree to signal your intentions of where you're going, so it makes it easier. Yes. Yeah. Specifically to go get some guy in Duncanville, Texas. No, I agree. I don't know why I picked Duncanville, Texas. I just is did. that even a town? I think it is. I, in my head, that was that's what popped up. I knew I was going to Texas, and I don't know why Duncanville was. Naper- it could be a fake Friday Night Lights. Naperville, Illinois. Illinois. Yep. All right. So let's find out about. You know what we haven't done since we no longer have the recruiting uh, geography hour? sec segment. Yeah. So we could. Uh, you got Millard. You got. Uh, you got wherever Kenwood Academy is, yeah, which is in Chicago, but what suburb? I guess specifically, maybe we'll know. find out. We do have a couple spare minutes, uh, but we'll do that on the other side as we round things out next. More of Happer and Shaper is coming your way on ninety three seven The Ticket and the Ticketfm.com.